Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hi, I'm Jeff Cohn, host of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. Have a great guest today who has 85% market share in Columbus, Nebraska, which is about an hour from Omaha. And she's also the broker of the KW Elite franchise we launched last year. That's grown over 300% in pretty much every single category. Renee Mueller, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Jeff. We really appreciate having you here. And I know you have a lot of um, experience, not only in building and scaling a dominant real estate business, but you have a few other ancillary ventures. But before we dive into that, why don't you speak a little bit to what got you into real estate and your history around that? Sure. So I started opposite of what most people probably did. Um, I started out with investing and developing uh, when I was still in college, actually, UNO. So my junior year, I bought my first property and Ever since, it was really just in my system. So um, decided I was going to drop out of college that year and uh, have been going ever since. And the, the team that I have was developed really out of necessity because I had several people that would approach me over the years and ask how I uh, did what I did and wanted to know, you know, all the secret sauce. And so it was born out of necessity, really, because sure. of that. So. so I know one of the things that was fascinating to me when we were only building our businesses about an hour away from one another, we didn't even know the existence of each other's teams. And in 2018, when my team sold almost 730 homes at Berkshire Hathaway, you guys were also, I believe one of the top 10 teams, it's number six at Berkshire Hathaway in the entire country and sold around what, 500, 550 sides that year? At that time, yeah, it was about 400 that year. So. Which is pretty amazing. Um, Columbus is not a huge market. I mean, yeah. how many agents do you guys have there? We have about 110 in the whole market. 110 so, agents. Yeah. How many active listings today? Today? I mean, on average. Course, well, average is about 140. Right now, okay. we have about 42. So, 42 houses right. on the market right now. Right. So what's great about this is a lot of people assume that to be a top producer or to build ancillary businesses, you have to live in a huge market. You have to be in Phoenix, right? Or you have to be in Austin. And the truth is it doesn't matter the size. What I see a lot of um, teams do that are in markets where they feel like, they've reached a point of diminishing returns is they just simply expand into other areas. And that's something that I know you guys have been focused on and putting attention towards as well, in addition to just working in the Columbus area. Uh, when we first connected in 2018, I thought it was pretty awesome that you had the mindset around the hybrid office and having ancillary businesses. So speak to that a little bit. You said you built the team out of necessity and usually it's the opposite. Someone builds a team and then they build the ancillaries out of necessity. Right. <clears throat> exactly. So like I said, starting out, uh, I really had no intention of, of having a team or working with other agents. Um, I was all about myself, uh, just focusing on the developments and, and the investments, like I said. And finally, watching agents in the, the company that I uh, was in come and go, I just decided that I was going to start running a team and recruiting and, and uh, hopefully that would help um, with building the rest of the investment team that I had and ancillary businesses. 
Um, and in doing so, I had already had some uh, experience with residential developments and so just had a commercial development start and figured if you build it, they will come. So I built this commercial building and already had a few tenants that were interested in coming from the Omaha area, uh, commercial furniture, uh, all makes as based out of Omaha. So they're in our building as well. And um, so they, all of the tenants that are in our building really are very cohesive and work well together. But um, out of just building it, like I said, it, it attracted others to, to the building and to the business. And, and so. you developed the land where the building was built. Right. Um, found opportunity there. And I know you had shared with me in private. I hope it's okay for me to share publicly. Mm -hmm. If not, we can edit this. But you had mentioned that a lot of people really thought your location was a little bit crazy. It's a little bit off the beaten path, but I don't think it is. I'm in alignment with you. It's right off of a main highway, right next to a YMCA, right next to mm -hmm. the high school. So why did people not think that was a good location? Well, the landscape is a lot different now, though. When you're seeing it four years ago, when I bought that piece of ground, there really wasn't anything out there. But looking at the trends, uh, which is what I do as far as the developments go locally and statewide, really that made sense to go out there. And the land prices were really good. So mm -hmm. it, it didn't take long for that to be pushed up. But we had just passed a bond locally where the high school was going to go out um, along the land where, where my building is at. Mm -hmm. So knowing that that was coming and being involved in the city, not too many people knew that that was happening at that time. So um, again, it's important to know those trends when you're looking at any kind of development or you know, sure. even sales. But so knowing that that was going to happen, we went ahead and purchased that ground and found ways to push up the value. So building the 12,000 square foot building that I have, it was not meant to be just for our business. It was for all of the businesses we're going to go in there and work well together. Yep. So you we had mentioned you had all makes in that space. You own the building. Right. Uh, how much square footage are you taking for just your KW Elite operation? We now have 5,000. We actually expanded to take over the whole second story. Okay. So. And then what other businesses do you have inside that building? So we put in a drive-through with a bagel coffee shop, which I also co-own. Uh, we did that to drive traffic to the area, just to basically, like I said, just drive traffic over there and, and sort of uh, push the values of land What's up. What's the franchise? So, do you mind me asking? Big Apple Bagels. Big Apple Bagels. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're all across. They're, they're really pretty big in the Midwest, but they're all across the United States. So. Okay. Um, so Big Apple Bagels. We have All Makes, which is the furniture company, like I mentioned, just commercial. And then we have um, Applied Connective, and they did, I think, your uh, networking as well, right? Mm -hmm. So they do mostly commercial developments as mm -hmm. far as networking goes, IT. And let's see, we also have Charter Title and Exarban Mortgage and Insurance um, and Studio, Burley right? Studio, which is our newest, yeah. And so, one of the other things I think that's really unique about your office, and I'm starting to see this more and more, is you guys have a community conference room mm -hmm. that can double as a virtual reality room, that can double as a gym. Right. So it's kind of that WeWork space philosophy. Exactly. Where, you know, all these businesses have access to all this extra space. And um, I know in your community, you are somewhat of an icon and people want to host events. That's a good word. In your office. And so you've created a space that allows people to do that. And I think that as we look at the next five to 10 years and you see big box commercial businesses um, exiting the necessity of having a physical space, they go into more of a virtual world. I don't think that the commercial space goes away and that the market's going to drop there. I think if anything, it's going to get better because it's going to give the person that didn't have the money to have to rent out a thousand square feet, the ability now to just rent out a small section or portion of a ex already existing commercial space. And people can share in overhead expenses like audio, video, conference rooms, kitchens, break rooms, bathrooms, all these things that cost tons of extra right. money. And you can just pull people together that are all in synergistic relationships, like you pointed out yeah. with the businesses you've brought in. Exactly. Your building. Yeah. Yeah. We were very particular about who went in there. And like I said, they all work well together. 
but as far as commercial space goes, I think that's what most people are looking for is a common space they can all use um, and just share in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the WeWork concept, like you said. Cool. So I know this was pretty high level. Um, people listening are just like, hey, I'm just trying to add my first agent. Obviously, we have people listening that already have hundreds of agents. So just depending upon the audience members, I know the conversations kind of sometimes aren't specific to everyone. Let's take it down a notch and go into social media, which is a conversation that everyone should be having. You've taught me a lot when it comes to social media engagement. Uh, we had hired an independent um, social media company in 2020 when we launched the KW Elite franchise who did an amazing job. They're local here in Omaha. And we actually invested in Verly, which stands for virtual reality, getverly.com last year. And they've taken over all of our social media engagement here in Omaha across all my ancillary businesses. And I know they're doing work for you guys as well out in Columbus. Um, you've shared with them and they've been implementing some really interesting strategies around social media. Would you be willing to talk to us a little bit about that today? Sure. I know just enough to be dangerous in that area. So I, most of the meetings that we have at my office, we, we do have a, a um, gathering of minds, I guess you'd say every, every other day. And then we have our big office meeting on Wednesday mornings. And so usually I'll give the agents one tip or trick um, as far as how to leverage their time a little bit through the use of social media or one of those systems that we have. So we do talk about a lot of tech and, and uh, I kind of nerd out on that, but um you know, we, we talk about things like um, using hashtags and how the algorithms are always changing. Uh, Facebook, especially, it seems like. So um, some of the stuff that we've talked about just really evolves around that and the, the use of video instead of um, just throwing out a, a still post, you know, and just having a business page where uh, only your friends or family are going to see it. So most of the agents in my market uh, don't probably follow that as well as they should. But, you know, you've got to stick to your one thing being just selling real estate. So like I said, I know enough to be dangerous, but we do talk about some of those things and and the use of video, how important it is and how important it is to share even on your personal page and sort of rotating one personal post, two business posts a week, things like that. So I've noticed a lot of your agents, even especially newer agents, do an amazing job at posting video, not only just normal video, but going live. And I know with the algorithm on Facebook, if you go live, it's going to get a lot more views than if you don't. And I can actually share an experience and I'd love you to share. You had said a video you guys posted a couple of weeks ago was actually Spanish speaking because 30% of your sales are Spanish speaking. Mm -hmm. And I believe you had mentioned to the two individuals who had done that video that that was the most views any video had gotten yet from KW Lee. Right. Yeah, they both are paying pretty good money to have their social media companies and Burley, I think is helping them now too, but they're, they're doing, um, uh, pretty costly campaigns and noticing that they were not getting any traction. And so I said, try some live videos, just be mm -hmm. real, get out there and stick it on your personal page. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your branding is out there. They, you know, everybody knows sure. where, where they're working at. So that's fully legal, um, and compliant. But anyway, so they did these live videos and came back to me and said, it's crazy. We, you know, it didn't cost us anything. We, we all have updated iPhones, right? I mean, that's one thing that I tell them too, you know, you guys are in this business more as a, a social media company, almost more as a marketing company, I should say, than an agent sometimes. So selling real estate, you have to be uh, out there. And, and so anyway, they had come to me and said that this live video they did had like, I don't know, 1500 views. And they were just shocked that, you know, the use of them just yeah. using their phone and doing it. It was, it was awesome. And so, it was pretty simple. Yeah. And they did a great job. And I think the tricks are just being authentic. Everyone always mm -hmm. thinks the equipment has to be great. I think authenticity is going to be key to any Agreed. successful video. People also want to see in the life of the agent. So don't be scared to grab your phone. Obviously make sure it's vertical. 
and because most people are watching this content on a mobile device mm-hmm. and walk around your office, walk around your house, walk around homes that you're purchasing, walk around your commercial projects, walk around the lots you have available. I know for me personally, if I'm clicking through, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, I want to see pictures and videos or sorry, videos, number one, pictures, secondary, a video is going to catch my attention and be interesting, right. especially if there's audio that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we went live last week with our stakeholder meeting, which we host every Tuesday at 10 a.m. And if you're in Omaha, anyone's welcome to attend if you'd like to check one out. Um, we went live with it on Tuesday and I just kind of walked around the office, didn't make a big deal about it. It was like a 20 second video. And like you mentioned, it had over a thousand views in like a day, which yeah. just surprised me because normal videos I would post don't, it right. was just the matter of going live and it's so right. simple. So, um, another topic I wanted to get into in addition to the posting and making sure your agents are posting is retargeting. So I hadn't put a lot of credence into retargeting. We've been paying around 10,000 a month for almost 10 years on Google ad, Facebook ad, Craigslist ads mm-hmm. to generate new leads, but hadn't really created a strategic approach to poignantly going after leads that had already come into our system through a retargeting ad campaign. Um, you had kind of brought to light some changes that we needed to make in our retargeting algorithm to get a little bit better successes around retargeting, not only for residential leads, but also recruiting leads. So can you speak a little bit to that? Specifically to retargeting, we, Mm -hmm. so I've uh, been part of the recruiting efforts in my office for the last five or six years. My admin does quite a bit of it now, but so we recruit to, of course, all the students who are taking their exams or signed up to take their exams um, and other areas where we know uh, those classes are being held. So, um, and, and so we do that by just inputting a list into uh, a file and, and uploading that and then sending out emails through either Emma or um, I don't know what the Vertical other response. Right. Exactly. So, so as far as the retargeting goes, this works well um, to get your face or your, your information in front of those people on a regular basis and mm-hmm. just keep hitting them just like your clients. So, I mean, obviously um, Amazon does that and several other outlets will do that. So I mean, why not? Yeah. We hired uh, Renee and I hired a company out of Lincoln um, and this particular person we hired was actually on my podcast recently and he works for Holiday, the band that just performed at Super Bowl. Uh, he's also worked for Amazon, uh, TikTok, and some other huge names. And the thing that's so fascinating to me is how specific one can get with their retargeting campaign. So an example, I was actually speaking with the owner of a large home warranty company just earlier today, and we were talking about how to take advantage of data. And so obviously with data, you can create predictable analytics. Um, There's also machine learning, artificial intelligence, but the thing that's so interesting with retargeting, and it's exactly what you see, like if you watch the Netflix show, Social Dilemma, mm-hmm. that, you know, we as business owners now need to know what information should we put in front of prospective clients, past clients, future clients um, that, we, that would interest them. Well, the best way to know what interests someone is to see what interested them. And so you can go into your database and see if you're in a CRM like a Boomtown, which I believe you're in Boomtown mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, or command, which is the KWCRM. There's a lot of other great ones out there, but you can see what people have looked at. So imagine someone looks at $500,000 homes that are backed up to a lake or whatever the price point is in your market. And they came out to the website, but it's been three months since they came back. What do we need to put in front of them to get them back again? Obviously an ad about a house in that price point on a lake. And so Boomtown runs all of this uh, for you. They can actually run retargeted ads. You have to pay for it, obviously, just like a boosted ad, but they can handle running that for you um, through Facebook and through Google, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. 
something that um, the gentleman we hired out of Lincoln is doing for us right now in Omaha with our recruiting campaign. If you go to career.kwelite.com, you can see an example of our ClickFunnel squeeze page, which is designed to grab people's contact information that are interested in joining us. So one of the things we're doing is creating um, geo-targeted retargeting ads. Mm -hmm. And you would ask yourself, well, who are you going to target it with a recruiting campaign? Obviously, we're going to target the real estate brokerages that have the agents we want to recruit. Right. So hopefully those brokers of those real estate companies are listening to this podcast today because we have created a circle around all of your offices and we're running targeted ads because we want agents to know what options are out there for them when it comes to real estate brokerages. And for a long time, people would compete with commission. I compete with lifestyle. We want to give people the same as you, the ability to even lead and live the life of their dreams. And it's not just about the commission split. It's about building business opportunity for the independent contractors we work with who are entrepreneurs who don't want to be in the job of real estate the entire, their entire life. They want to learn how to exit the business of real estate to own a real estate company. And that's exactly what we teach people. So in that air, uh, talk a little bit about some of the training and processes that you guys have implemented to help your agents, um, you know, go down that path of taking a more empowered role with building their real estate companies. Sure. So back on that note, Jeff, I did notice that the videos you did as far as the top 10 questions that agents have, have gotten a lot of traction. I don't know which one has the best performance, but that was a good idea. So I think it, they, you must have several agents checking those out and, and looking at the yeah, you know, the benefits that we did. Provide. It's pretty cool. If people mm -hmm. go check it out, career.kwelite.com, we did top 40 questions that agents are asking right now because we're a newer brokerage. We just launched literally legally six months ago with our official market center release. Uh, we announced this a year ago that we were going to be launching the Keller Williams franchise. So there's all these questions they're ideating around people in the community in, in Columbus and Omaha and Lincoln and all over Nebraska and all over the country, to be honest. And so we sat down as a leadership team and said, hey, what are the top 40 things people keep asking about? And we just shot 40 videos in this room that we're in today recording this podcast, answering the top 40 questions. And it's pretty simple. Like, can you have pets in your office? Mm -hmm. And then bam, 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 I answer the question. What so are have your you checked to splits? see which one had the best performance yet? Uh, number one is what are your splits? Ah, that's what I wondered. Which I knew that would yeah. be. And it's the worst question that a recruit can ask. It'd be like going on a job interview and saying, what do you pay? Yep. If that's the first thing that comes up, it's the same thing that you're going to talk about the whole time they're employed with you or the right. whole time the agents are. So I say the same thing to those agents as I would say to a seller who says, what's your commission? I'll say to the agent, just like you'd say to the seller, well, go list FISBO if your whole goal is not paying a commission. Right. And I tell agents, go start your own real estate brokerage. Right. If your whole goal is not paying a split, then go start your own real estate company. The goal isn't that. It's how do I make the most amount of money in the least amount of time mm -hmm. with the least amount of energy? Mm -hmm. So I know you are um, looking at your KPA and DISC test. You're an educator. You're a teacher. You spend a lot of time working with each person individually, and you pour your heart and soul into helping your agents become the very best versions of themselves. For those listening, where would you, where do you feel today is your greatest mistake because of that personality trait? Because I guarantee a fourth mm, of our listeners right. are similar to you. I can and tell I, you instantly. Okay, go ahead. So I see the best in everyone, and that sometimes is a problem because I think I can fix whatever issues they might have, whether it's you know, they're, they're, um, I guess maybe not wanting to be part of a team or just something with their personality where they wouldn't integrate into, you know, working with a group of 20 people. And obviously there's going to be several different personalities when, when you have a team that big. Um, so I just always give second and third chances. And I think, um, that is probably my biggest mistake 
Because if you see something that is not quite right or your gut's telling you intuition's a big thing. So if it's not working, I would say mm. you just need to part ways. Yeah. It doesn't need to be something that is full of angst. It's just, sure. just be done. I so. took a class at Keller Williams when I was at Berkshire Hathaway and it was down in Kansas City called Recruit Select. Mm. And they mm-hmm. caught in the class and it stuck with me ever since hearing this is you always want to hire slow. Fire Fire fast. fast. And there's a book, The Top Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni, which has a character in the book named Mickey, who is a salesperson, female salesperson, reminds me of one of your past salespeople, who creates all sorts of animosity and issues. And they really have a hard time firing her because she is their number one salesperson and makes them so much money. But in the end, Patrick fires, or the the, the leader of that company, I think his name was Jeff actually, ends up firing Mickey. The same way you fired yours. So anytime your focus is on money, of course, that's going to be a problem. So that's. And the big question is money, the number one thing, or is mm-hmm. it creating a life that creates impact and influence for those other people? Right. Yeah. So when someone asks the question in an interview with me going, going full circle on the recruiting conversation, what's the commission? I say the same thing I say to a seller. And it seems insane to say this, but this is the strongest rebuttal in my opinion. And I've been on thousands of listing presentations. I'll look the seller in the eye and say, you're asking the wrong questions. And then I'll wait. And they're going, holy cow, the agent just said you're asking the wrong questions. Right. And then I say, shouldn't the question you're asking me be, if I choose to work with you, how are you going to help me make more money in less time with less energy? Exactly. That and then they focus. say, well, yeah, obviously that's what I should be asking, but I've been trained by society yep. to just go right into the gate saying, hey, how much of a commission cut are you willing to exactly. give me? Right. So I say the same thing to a recruiting candidate and to an employee mm-hmm. or someone in our, on our staff. Right. You're asking the wrong questions and it surprises them. It's kind of like a, a electric shock therapy. Well, of course. Right. It changes exactly. their mindset a little bit. It's not about the commission split. It's about well, becoming the best version of yourself. And like yourself. I mentioned yesterday at the meeting here with all of those uh, agents and some were recruits, the fact of the matter is over probably the last 50 years or better, all of the questions or um, aversions that a seller is going to have are, are the same. They've not changed over that that length of time. So if you just have the coaching and the dialogue training and all of the, the other things that we offer, I think the agents just need to be prepared more is the bottom line mm-hmm. uh, on how to respond and not be, you know, not give that monkey response. Nope. You know that, I mean, 100%. yeah. So. Well, and that, that's a perfect segue into a reminder that we do own a coaching company, Elite Real Estate Systems. Uh, we have two hours of content designed for agents every week, eight hours total a month. That's included unlimited seats if you're running a real estate team. So um, every Monday, 1115 Central is topical training. Every Wednesday is dialogue training. Every Thursday is team leader training. And then every Tuesday, we just released investor training. So you get four hours essentially a week if you're the team leader and want to go to all of it. Um, or you can pick and choose what you want. But what's great about our product, it's a group coaching model. And anything we record uh, has a watchable database. So you can search. It's an index database on our website. Um, it's all streamed live, but you can also go in and watch all the past recordings. So we would love to invite all of our listeners. If you'd like to learn more about that, we actually are offering three months at 50% off right now. You can just go out to ersdemocall.com to set up a call or go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and you can learn more about that specific product. Renee Mueller, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much. What's the best way somebody can get in contact with you if they have a question or have a referral for you in Columbus, Nebraska? Well, they can go through our website. That's probably the easiest thing. So kweliteclumbus.com. There's a tab on there for referrals or anything else they would need. So Okay. What's the best way for someone to contact you? They want to like follow you on Instagram or? Insta. It's just Renee Mueller. I keep it simple. Just easy. Okay. Facebook's the same. So R-E-N-E-E-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Correct. 
perfect at Renee Mueller. And then also just as a reminder, we're trying to get to over a thousand reviews on the team building podcast. Uh, please go out to iTunes. That's where we ask for all of our reviews. Give us a five star, give a shout out to Renee for coming on and being an awesome guest for us today. And then the last invitation is for the team building workshop. We're actually hosting an in-person team building workshop in March. Um, it's coming up here really quickly. So we'd love to see you guys attend that. Um, and then we also have another in-person event in May, which is the team building summit, which is our yearly event. We expect to have a couple hundred people in attendance. We will be practicing any mask mandate slash social distancing requirements that the city has. As of right now, you can host events of up to a thousand people. We, would, we do not expect that large of a following. I think we'll get a couple hundred, but both will be amazing events. So we'd love to invite everyone to participate in those. Uh, Renee will be playing a part in both of those events as well. And the thing that I talk to people about is we're not sellout leaders at events. We're actually there engaging with the audience, going out with the audience, um, answering questions after hours. And that's where I feel like those ideations is where you get the most Didn't value. Did they do the World Series last time? Two years ago? Yeah. Two yeah, years ago, they did time. it during the College World Series. Yeah, it was good. So last good year, of then. course, we canceled. And uh, this year, we have a lot of really fun things planned. So if you'd like more information about upcoming events, go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Click on events. If you want to specifically just look up the Team Building Summit event, just go to the Team Building Summit. Dot com. And until next time, thanks again, Renee. Appreciate you coming on the show. Perfect. Thanks, Jeff.